I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back to the Lantern Rouge Cycle Podcast here with Benji as always for the preview of the men and women's Olympic time trial. It's on Wednesday very early. I think I've learned to the women's like 4 a.m. kickoff on on Wednesday. But men's first, then Women's, but before we get into the preview, mention our show partner, Lacole. They produce performance cycling apparel with a technical focus. They've supported the pod during the Giro last year, during the crazy COVID times, and then they signed up for the full year this year. Um, it's a bit cold in Andorra today, and I've flipped out. I never know whether it's appropriate to wear cycling gear off the bike to wear a full cycling rain jacket. Uh, just walking around. So is that normal? Do you also do that? My wife mm. thinks it's not great. What do you think, Benji? I think I needed one today because I, <laughs> I woke up this morning and it was like straight up raining like crazy buckets out of the sky. And I was, if I go outside, I might as well have a little rain jacket because I'm <laughs> going to need it. <laughs> so yes, that's what I've been doing, getting a few funny looks. But yeah, if you want to pick up any Lacole kit, you can check it out at www.lacole.cc. Uh, there's also their Strava Club with 500,000 members. There's regularly challenges in there where you can get yourself a discount. But onto the men's road race parkour, 44 kilometers long, very, very hilly. Uh, hillier than Harrogate, one of the hillier than any of the Tour de France TTs. I think 750, 760 meters of elevation gain during this TT, and it's almost all up and down. Got 2K, 6% twice and there's loads of other climbs which don't aren't really categorized but seem to be five to six percent as well so there seems to be one intermediate time check at 22 k's uh it's on the fuji speedway circuit begins and ends there and um yeah is this is this harder than the harrogate parkour benji is my first question in 2019 mm, i think that is definitely a hard parkour i don't 100 percent remember every single gradient on the harrogate parkour but this one is definitely decent rolling climbs you've got basically a circuit twice and each has that climb you mentioned the 6.2 percent one where there's a section towards the end of it that goes up to nine percent then when that is in a time trial then you're gonna start thinking if it's if it's longer than i don't know five kilometers at ten percent then people are already starting to think about switching bikes i don't think that's the case on this park where that seems to be a bit over the top but I certainly think it's a, a TT that is for the ones that can handle rolling hills. And that is what might cause for a uh, an interesting battle at the top because that's where a lot of riders fit in, in my eyes. We'll just run through the start list on the big names quickly. Uh, Switzerland, Stefan Kuhn, Gino Maida, then Austria, Conrad, Roglic for Slovenia. Didn't look so good at the road race. Izaguirre, Jon Izaguirre, he came top three, I think, in that Dauphiné Hilly TT. Benji for Spain, Sharkman for Germany, Cavagna for France, Kasper Asgren, just one rider for Denmark, no Jonas Ungegaard, is not at the Olympics, McNulty, Cranach for US, very strong duo, then Dennis and Port for Australia, Rigo for Colombia, Thomas for Great Britain, 
Almeida and Nelson Oliveira for Portugal. Betiol and Ghana for Italy, another very strong duo as well as yeah. Belgium. Van Aert, Evenepoel, just one for Netherlands, Dumoulin. Ben, uh, Patrick Bevan, I think, fourth on that Harrogate parkour in 2019 for New yep. Zealand. Then Vlasov for Russia, Bodnar Poland and uh, Sepnabod, South Africa. And Lutschenko for Kazakhstan are the main names which of the which of the duos do you think are the strongest PNG? which country do you think could actually take maybe two of the top six spots I, i'm picking ghana and betiol i think ghana and betiol are definitely ones that could do that because betiol has been relatively consistent when it comes to time trials he has not done a long one like this too often but his uh final ones the longest one of the season that he did was also a strong performance and that was the last one in the Giro, I think. Seventh in the end, 30.3 yeah. kilometers. But of course, the parkour was basically flat there. So that's a complete difference. But you'd say that with Betiol, a hilly parkour would honestly fit him perhaps a bit better. So I dare to say that he should do well on this parkour. Are you afraid for Ghana, knowing yeah. the climbing on this? Uh, Ghana's second favorite. I just, I really struggle to see Ghana winning this. It's so hilly. Um, and unless he's lost a lot of weight, it's going to be difficult for Ghana. I really like think the, second like, favorite should be Dennis. I'd take Dennis over Ghana. Like the the final time trial in Tirana, right? <laughs> One that Ghana wasn't going to win? <laughs> exactly. I think the betting here, the top 10 is Van Aert, Ghana second, Van Aert's the favorite, 250. Ghana at like 450. Dennis, then Evenepoel, Roglic fifth, then Dumoulin. McNulty at 20s, Askren at 26, Almeida 26, Cavagnar, Kung, Kvyatkovsky, and then we're into the, into the deep long shots. Vlasov at 200 to 1. Um, Vlasov, Benji, he's actually, his TT is not is so different this year compared to last year. Super hilly course. I think, should we be surprised if Vlasov can take T, you know, top five on a course like this? I don't think it's going to happen, personally. I think there's a lot of riders that can go for a top five here. And I think he's more leaning towards potentially kicking into the top 10 with a 10 for ninth spot. But I would dare to say that it's more likely to be an 11th or 12th spot. Sure, his climbing is great. We know that he is a, a great climber on Von 2 last year. We've seen him at the Giro this year. And his time trial has gotten better this year. But despite that, there's actual specialists out there that are so good at this terrain that a rider that usually focuses on the climbing completely and has that time trial as a secondary ability for me doesn't fit with the top five outsiders for me i've got a few others that i find more suiting for this like we spoke about bevan or you spoke about bevan earlier where he got that harrogate i think fourth spot i think this reminds me of that time trial he had in the Vuelta that same year where he got a top three, if I recall correctly, from yeah. Johansson to uh, to Po. Also very climbing at the start. The last portion was slightly flat, but the initial part had climbs up to 7% average, I think, the initial climb. So that's what fits there. But the problem with Bevan is that the last two years, we've seen less time trials from him compared to 2019. 2019 was his TT peak so far. And that's why I'm a bit scared for Bevan as well. If he was consistently at the 2019 form at the moment i'd say instantly okay this guy could definitely top five but right now it's a bit of a meh in my eyes i've got other riders that i do value as 
outsiders that could take a top five and even a podium and might not be seen as that at the moment, then one of those is McNulty for me. He had, obviously, the road race already. I don't know how much doing the road race at full fours will affect doing the time trial right now because that could play a role. But thinking outside of that for like a few seconds, I think that McNulty fits great on this parkour. The climbing's there, his time trial's there, and I think on this parkour, he could probably top five, in all honesty. But do you think that it's going to affect a lot, the riders that have done the road race? Uh, well, I mean, who's who's he competing against that hasn't done it? I guess Ganner and Dennis. Balthanath did do the road race. Um, I'm just going to go with uh, Roglic did the road race and now and Evanapol and they both look pretty bad. And Roglic mm-hmm. was like, I still got pain in my back. Dumoulin did it and didn't really did kind of what we expected. So I don't know. And he, they've had a fair few days to recover. Four days. I think he should be fine. I mean, I'm, my top going with my top three. I think Van Aert will win. I think the way he rode in that Tour de France TT mm. and then it suits him more than Ghana with all the climbing. I think Van Aert is appropriately the favourite. He should probably win. Uh, McNulty top three I think is very, very likely because that Basque Country TT was very hilly, maybe the same metres climbing per per kilometre. He came second behind Roglic Benji, very close by like two seconds or something. Yeah. And he, I think he might have even had unfavourable wind conditions as well. So I really, really like McNulty for top three. And I don't know, it's just hard with Dennis Benji because Dennis should suit him. But then yeah. the his Tour de Suisse TT, is it, hard, is it too harsh to judge him on that Tour de Suisse TT uh, where it was you know, a lot of climbing, more of an extended climb? That was so weird, that one. And then the prologue, he didn't look good, but then he won the prologue at Romandy. Didn't do so well in the Freiburg TT at Romandy, but he won the Bagnoles Rolly TT at Catalonia. So he's been inconsistent this year. Uh, even the Paranis TT where he came sixth behind Visegar, Cabanyar, Roglic, McNulty. So I don't know. I don't know what Dennis we're going to get. He usually performs really well at World Champs and Olympics. Um, so, but yeah, I feel more strongly about Van Aert and McNulty in the top three. Who's your top three? Well, before I mention them, I do want to like go back towards the uh, McNulty TT you said. Uh, was it the Basque Country one? Yeah. Was that the one where Lutsenko also won? No, 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 that was done Which today. one did Lutsenko? Yeah, that, that Lutsenko TT, do you think that's going to matter for this? That was more punchy climbs, mm-hmm. apparently they said, rather than like a 2K, 6%. It was like punchy and then um, get over it, levels off. Uh, apparently that's what it was like. Izaguirre did came second there. Azrin came third. They're both here as well. I don't. No, I don't see Lutsenko. Frankly, okay. <laughs> it okay. just his TTs at the tour were were actually worse than I expected. I, I expected him to top ten both, and he didn't. Yep. Um, and they were longer climbs, I think, on one of them. So no, I don't see much for Lutsenko. I kind of expect him to be like seven or eight, some or something like that, because. Towards the end of the Tour de France, he was slightly getting worse. He was having recovery issues throughout the stage, it felt like, when seeing him on the real mountain stages towards the end. And at the Olympic road race, he disappointed little, to be honest, for me personally. So based on that, extrapolating that, I'm also like a bit mad when it comes to his performance. But I'll actually uh, go for an upset here and I'll betray my nation once again and say that Fanad will not win the time trial, even Jeez. though... <laughs> he, he's definitely like one of the favorites let's be real if he wins then 
Yeah, it's not going to be a surprise, but it literally is the favorite. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I think I'm going to say Kasper Asgren. And the no, reason I'm doing no so, shot. nah, <laughs> I'm calling it. Jonas would, Jonas would spank Kasper Asgren on this. They don't even have the best time trials. I believe in Asgren. <laughs> I've, I've got the feeling that, first of all, it's 44 kilometers. It's a very long time trial. It's yep. not one of those 20 kilometer world championships like we had last year or something, 25, what was it? But the 44 ones means that it's really long. And as a consequence, the continuous keeping the same pace for 44 kilometers will be important. That's a bloody time trial. It's <laughs> the definition of it. But Kasper Asgren has a special ability in that, that he just he can just keep on hitting the wall and hitting true walls throughout an entire parkour. And in his entire career, I haven't seen him actually like collapse properly in a time trial or something like that. So I think that the climbing is not hard enough to put him outside of the people that could get a medal here. I think that he can win this time trial. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I believe in it. I think that Kasper Asgren can, can win this time trial. And like, there obviously there's plenty of other people. You've got Von Aert, like you mentioned, but like he's favorite. It's boring to support the favorite. <laughs> what about Avonapol? After he apparently said his legs, he did, he did that one attack in the road race and then decided, ah, fuck this, I'm not helping Wafanat and just sat up. Um, is, is his version of events to rest up for the TT. What his fourth favourite, I think that's it's pretty short. It is a course that should suit him, but, um, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd be surprised if he, very surprised if he wins this. It was short on the road race as well, we thought, and it turned out to be exactly that. And on the ITT, the parkour suits him quite perfectly for a time trial, but... We haven't seen the consistency in that all year. And obviously, he's come back from the injury. He's gone into the Giro. He's thought of a decent time trial result. His time trial there was pretty good in the prologue, was it? I think it was just a bit too long for a prologue. And then we saw him in the Belgian Championships lose from Lampard on a pretty flat parkour. But then again, that was in Lampard's basically basement, his own his own city. So... <laughs> um, I guess that helps a bit, but I still think that Evanapool should have performed a bit better there looking at the future. And we're now a month later, something like that. So I'm not fully confident in the Demko for this one. And I think it's more likely that he's going to finish like fifth or sixth somewhere and not in that, not in that podium even. I think that Vanad's the rider that is going to perform for Belgium, but I've got Asgreen in first, I've got Fanad in second, and I've got... The third person is the hardest, I think. Yeah, I think McNulty as well, because, like, Dennis is too inconsistent for me to call it out, because he can always surprise. He did it in, was it 2019, where he became world champion? 2018? I think 2019 it was, where he had the entire break after the Tour de France, where he left there, and then suddenly he, he banged the entire world championships time trial, so... He can act out very surprisingly and have a great time trial, but we got to base ourselves on the stuff that we've seen recently. And for me, that's not enough to call him out for a podium here. I think that it's likely like Imola where he will end very close, but not on those top steps. But um, what about the other right. question marks? Dom Thomas Dumoulin Roglic. What are you expecting from? Thomas didn't look great at the tour. I'm not expecting too much. Dumoulin, 
on the Netherlands ITT on his return, but I don't yeah, expect but... him to win. And then who was the other person I mentioned? Roglic. I, I'm maybe top five for Roglic if he's feeling okay. Dumoulin's time trial at Swiss was great, but that was a mountain time trial, so it's hard to really judge on that. Same for Mater, those two riders. What do we know about Mater's time trial so far on the flatter parkours? I think that the last time trial he did was also that mountain time trial. Mate. And outside nope. of that, nah, like, no. King <laughs> is the man at Swiss, but he's not really the man I portray on this parkour. It's too climby for me, I think. Lawson Craddock's a dollar forty head to head against Juno Mater. I've actually I bet I bet the maximum on it. Lawson Craddock's sixth at Harrogate, just won the US World Cha- uh, National Champs. Good on Healy Long TTs. It's the most outrageous odds I've ever seen. I mean, it's not I financial could... advice. <laughs> <laughs> Craddock, is, Craddock should be Juno Mater on the CT. Yeah, and Craddock also <laughs> has like performed quite well on occasions as well on parkour similar to this so wouldn't surprise me if he's closer but meh when it comes to consistency i'm not looking at him for a for a medal here certainly i think mcnulty's the man on his team that does it are there people that you think that could really surprise betio okay i think betio all the way is climbing on in the road race, I think you look at his results on flat TTs this year that maybe don't suit him so much. Seventh in the Milan TT, uh, where it was Torreno sixth. I quite like that Torreno sixth. Uh, I think I think this suits him a lot. It wouldn't surprise if he got a, a medal. It wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me. If he, um, I think feel, feel like we're underrating Ganner a lot, but yeah. I mean his results this year have been. Maybe not as good as last year. I mean, in, in the national champs, ITT, what happened there? He got beaten by Sobrero. Is that a slow TT, Benji? So that was a one-hour TT, and he lost, came behind Sobrero, Fini, Catania. Um, so I think, yeah, people will underrate how hard the parkour is and how much it affects uh, Filippo Ghana personally. So, uh, yeah, I think we're, we're both of the same view with respect to Ghana. Uh, the yeah, and we keep on saying, oh, this rider could top five and so forth, but... I think I've said it for like seven riders now, so that's not going to work. But I think Ghana could also top five. But it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah it's going to be hard for eight riders to top five. So hmm. when it comes to Ghana, the annoying part is that, like you said, he's a bit inconsistent this year. But he's also performed decently at time trials with climbs in it. But we haven't seen him do that on a parkour similar to this. It's not been like... climbs twice they're not the craziest climbs but like the entire parkour is basically rolling hills so we got to keep that in mind and yeah that's why I'm like not really seeing him for the gold medal it wouldn't surprise me if he still podium second or third using that huge engine on every single other terrain that is not a six to nine percent gradient uphill but after Van Aert's performance and, of course, Asgreen's future performance, I uh, I think it's going to be hard to beat those two. Yeah, I think it's going to be, yeah. I think even Asgreen has a bit of an advantage as well. But, yeah, that was the men's TT preview. I think there's a lot of, um, like, I'll be interested to see how does Luchenko go against Roberto yeah. Uran. Almeida. Almeida, we haven't really mentioned him. I've been... I, if there's a young guy who's going to podium, I'd take McNulty over Almeida. Same. Um, so, yeah. Almeida, uh, I also didn't like his shape at the road race at all. 
so maybe maybe that's a heat thing. Maybe it's not in East Portuguese. It should be pretty good in the heat. Uh, but yeah, I love watching all the all the matchups, and I yeah, I'll shamelessly say that I love betting on the teaching matchups at races like this. Um, but yeah, any I think what was my outrageous pick, Benji? I didn't. Did you? Your outrageous pick is your actual pick to win. I oh. said well for not to win. You said I was going to win. Um, I think before we started recording, you said Uri Sagan would destroy everyone, right? It could, it could. I mean, if he gets to do one lap, um, will they tell Doom? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Hopefully, the Netherlands coaching and everyone tell Doom on the actual parkour. Or yeah, and, and the, the and the car gaps. behind, they're gonna be yeah. like turn turn left, and he's gonna turn right. <laughs> yeah, I think Vlasov doing well will surprise a lot of people, but it's consistent with how he's done in Illy TT. He's like fifth at Paris in that TT. Uh, but onto the women's. So the course, pretty simple to preview. It's literally half. It's just 22Ks and, and half the climbing, 380 meters climbing, uh, 1.52 Ks at 6%, the middle climb, but there's other rolly climbs in there. More of a head-to-head, the way the market's seeing it, um, between Diget and Anna Vanderbregen. It's actually got Diget as the favorite, which I think is outrageous, personally. It's, uh, so the big names are Diget, Vanderbregen, Van Vleuten, Marlon Russo, the Swiss, Emma Norsgaard, Dane, Brenner, Elise Longaborgini, Giganti, Amber Neben, Moorman Passio, Grace Brown, Labou, uh, Leah Kirchman, and then we've got big, big long shots. So the market's really like Diget $2, Van der Breggen $2.10, Van Vleuten $5.50. It's seeing it as a two-horse race with Van Vleuten possibly doing well. I think with this climbing, with the Diget look good in the road race, don't get me wrong. I think Van der Breggen should still be the favorite on this parkour range. I think so as well, because while Diger was looking good, she did drop towards the end of Daoshi Road, and she eventually came back with her pink uh, shoes at the back of the group and attached her wagon back to the front group. So she did have that weakness on the climb there. So that shows me that Van der Breggen is probably going to perform well and better here. Although I don't think the difference is going to be as high as we're perceiving right now. I think that Diger could really, really still perform really sure. well on this parkour. But the thing with Van der Breggen is the last time trial she did was the one at the Italian race, Giro Don, right? I swear I saw that she literally brought multiple riders out of the time limit because her time trial was so fast. <laughs> that is very rare on a time trial. And... <laughs> It's not like one or two riders. It was multiple riders. One, two, three, off. At least like 10, 10, 11, 12. Over 10. Crazy <laughs> stuff. And her performance was so like crazy that she performed a solid minute better than Vollering on a parkour of like 11 kilometers. It was an uphill one though. So that hill does matter here. And looking at the people in that race, there's not too many people that are also on the start list. So it's hard to use that compared to people that are on the start list for the women's ITT here. I think that we indeed have to look at those two, but not forget fully about Van Vleuten, because it's obviously still got climbs in it, and we know that Van Vleuten's a pretty good rider when the road goes uphill. So I would not forget about that. She's done decent TTs in the past as well, and I think she's won TTs in the past, definitely. So... Yeah, those are the three riders I'm looking at. For me, it's Van der Breggen, who is the better of the three. Does that mean that an outsider can't win. It's always possible, but I find it unlikely. It's much more unlikely than in the road race. Anna Kiesenhofer is not here because her country was not performing well enough in the last years in 
in the races to qualify a rider for the time trial. And she would potentially have top 15 here based on her performances of the last few years, twice world champion ITT and so forth. So it would have been interesting because she's pretty much a fan favorite now. But uh, Emma Norsgaard, you mentioned her. I think that she's better at prologues and shorter time trials. Yeah, it's too early. 14 kilometers was the was one where she got fourth in healthy aging tour that was the one with the huge wind and oh yeah, that was crazy yeah that oh, was in, <laughs> insane and then we've got prologues where she got 10 a team time trial you can't really look at that so yeah i she think that we don't have enough to call emma Norsgaard for a top three here and i think it'll be hard for a top five as well personally i think no that i'm shot. looking at other people bren our top five seems like a lock for me yeah, I prefer people who have climbing pedigree uh, to go top five. Sarah Giganti, I know it's outrageous, but she's she's a good time trialist, the young Australian. That's true. She's a good time trialist. She's super light. Um, Gold medal, right? No, no. no. <laughs> I'm just thinking of someone for because say it's hard to say Diger crashes again or just really suffers That's not on the hills. So, but yeah, yeah. Say that happens, then maybe Giganti. Uh, where did she come in the, in the Australia? Yeah, she won the Australian National Champs on a hard, hot conditions, always there, sort of 40K an hour average TT, 40 minutes TT. So Giganti top five, I think she'll beat Brown, to be honest. Um, I'd expect her to beat Brown. But, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see her do well. And maybe Marlon Roos is really good, though, the Swiss TT rider. So my, my, can you remember, Benji, when, before Diet crashed, she was going to win, by the way. Don't forget, everybody. Yeah. Diet was going to win the Imola World Champs TT. By a lot. Like it was, she was up by like 25, 30 seconds, I think. Yeah. And she, that's why she needed to take the corner that hard. Uh, that course is very different. Obviously, we just spoke about the men's and how, you know, Ghana won last year, but very different here. I, I do think, yeah, I just think the climbing just puts it so much more in, in Van der Breggen's favor. Uh, as well as, yeah, maybe Benji van Vleuten. Like, do you think we can take anything from the road race and say Van Vleuten's shape is actually better than Van der Breggen's right now? We don't know that because we don't know in yeah how they would have raced if they knew the time gaps in that race properly. And as a consequence, we don't know if Van der Breggen would have gone for a solo at some point, if Van Vleuten's attacks would fail, stuff like that. So eventually Van der Breggen was just brought into a, a place where she had to work at the end. And that ended up happening. She attacked once or twice. She was there over the climb and towards the end. Digard was not over the top of the climb. So that's the difference I see there. But yeah, it's it's still Van der Breggen. Like, compared to like Van Vleuten, sure, she had the attack in the end. She had the attack on the climb. She was performing really well. She's probably in a, a decent shape, let's say. <laughs> so I think that Van Vleuten can always surprise, but it just doesn't shout Van Vleuten to me. We also need to keep in mind that Van der Breggen, this is the only race that she was looking for this year. This is her main goal exactly. because this is the one she doesn't have on her palmarès. This is why she waited and made sure that she retires after an Olympic year. This is why this is her goal. And I think that's going to do a lot. And hopefully it doesn't bring too much pressure because that probably gives pressure. but I think she's experienced enough to handle that with full effect and have no issues with that. So I think that's why Van der Breggen wins and Tiger is second and Van Vleuten third. I just want to give a shout out to Amber Nieben. She's also racing on the start list for the United States. She's yeah. 46 years old. 
She's won two world champs ITTs. She's good on a hilly parkour. She was second behind diet in the recent US national champs, only 27 seconds behind on a 45K mm. an average course. She came fourth in the world champs at Harrogate two years ago on a punchy course, uh, 40 seconds behind Van Vleuten in third. Just, just a crazy story. She's at the Olympics and she's probably going to top five. Um, I'd be, I'd expect her maybe top five here. Um, do you remember Benji on that Harrogate course? I just, I just looked it up and I'm shook by it. Do you know how the winning margin of Daigert over Vanderbilt in the TT? Wasn't it like super huge? Ninety seconds, ninety-two seconds. Crazy. Like, and that was a punchy course. So maybe I am underrating Daigert. Maybe I'm. Uh, that was also longer. That was thirty kilometers long. But I think there's more climbing here. It'd be really interesting. It's correct that they're close. I have. I have ABDB first. I have, oh, uh, my podium is ABDB winning and then I can't split Van Vleuten and Diagon. I don't know which one will turn up on the day. Probably ABDB, uh, Van Vleuten as well for second just because of all the climbing. But, uh, it's for me, it's the other way around. <laughs> for me, it's Diagon second. <laughs> okay. Amber Neben fourth, Sarah Giganti fifth, <laughs> top five. Has you have that Australian top five, right? <laughs> uh, I think that I'll have Bren in in fifth and Royce in fourth. True, yeah. That's mine. Anyway, pretty be a pretty interesting race. I think Diget, uh, she hasn't raced in since joining Canyon Shram, she hasn't raced in Europe at all. The road race, Olympic road race, the first main race she's done on the road uh, this year. Uh, I'm not sure what she's doing afterwards, whether she's doing Paris Bay or not. Would obviously love to see her doing that. But yeah, it'd be really interesting to see her against go against ABDB and whether the Dutch women can right the wrongs of yesterday. But, yeah, we hope you enjoyed the preview of the men and women's Olympic TT starting on early Wednesday morning. If you're in uh, Europe, I think Americans, if you stay up late, you'll be able to watch it. Australians, you've got no problems. I don't know why I left. I'd be able to watch it at a normal time. Thanks to Nicole for supporting the podcast and you as always. And we'll see you with the recap of the TTs after it on Wednesday. Ciao.